What do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the Dream Octane Niche Finder Framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting, and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time, as he applied insights gained from these various sources, he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning. Well, I want to welcome you to this version of the Niche Finder podcast. Today, I'm very privileged to have uh, someone who is very well versed with giving different interviews. Uh, I'm going to give you his bio real quick, but I'm privileged to have him on. And here's why. Dr. Noah St. John is the author of Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. Dr. Noah St. John is known as the father of affirmations and the mental health coach to the stars. Working with Hollywood celebrities, CEOs of eight-figure companies, professional athletes, top executives, and entrepreneurs, Noah is famous for helping the clients he's coaching to make more money in 12 weeks than they made in the previous 12 months. Noah has also appeared in over 1,000 media outlets, including ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Entrepreneur, and Success Magazine. If you want to get a copy of Noah's book, Get Rid of the Head Trash About Money, you can get it free at www.sendmeabooknoah.com. That is www.sendmeabooknoah.com. And without further ado, let me introduce you to this titan of a man (laughs) in the media circle, uh, Dr. Noah St. John. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Clifton. Great to be here with you. <laughs> oh, excellent. So I'm, you know, I'm really chomping at the bit. I want to know uh, how your journey really evolved and you've gotten to this level of expertise. The first question that I'll ask you is why would the audience have a vested interest in your journey? Well, you know, it's funny that you asked me that because um, I, I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. And I know that's a total cliche, but it's really true. I grew up in a little town called Kennebunkport, Maine, which happens to be one of the wealthiest communities in New England. But my family was dirt poor. And I mean that literally because we lived at the bottom of a dirt road mm-hmm. in a drafty, unfinished house that my parents ended up losing to foreclosure. Mm-hmm. So from a very young age, I was painfully exposed to the gap, the chasm between the haves and the have-nots. The haves was everyone else in the community. The have-nots was my family. So you hear these people 
speakers, they get on stage and they say, well, we were poor, but we were happy. We didn't know we were poor. Well, in my family, we freaking knew we were poor. <laughs> my, my mother, bless her heart, reminded us every day that we were poor and miserable. So no, it wasn't happy. It sucked. And so I hated that life of poverty and fear and lack and not enoughness. That's what I grew up with in my family. But I, I saw that right down the street, there was great wealth and abundance. So I said, how the heck do I get from here to there? Wow. You know, and of course, there was no one to help me. So I really did the only thing that I could think of to do. Now, for those of you who, who don't know me, I, uh, yes, I'm known as the father of affirmations and the mental health coach to the stars, but I'm also known as the nerdiest nerd in the personal growth industry. And what I, they call me the Sheldon Cooper of self-help. And what I mean by that, if you ever watch that show, The Big Bang Theory, is that, you know, I just love to, you know, get my hands dirty. I love to roll up my sleeves and really study things at the subatomic level when it comes to personal growth, human motivation and success. And so as the nerdiest nerd, I just did the only thing that I knew to do, which is go to the library and read every book I could on success and self-help, personal growth, all the classics, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, Stephen Covey, and read every book that I could. And they all basically said the same thing. And so I really tried to put them to work. I really tried to use them, but I really couldn't get them to work for me, even though I was reading and studying and working really hard. I never could get them to work. So at the age of 25, I decided to commit suicide because I was mm. so depressed, so wow. angry, frustrated, lonely, sad, you know, and just had been studying and trying for so hard, but got no results. So, uh, at, you know, at the very last moment, my life was spared. Now, I, I tell that full story in my books and in my program. So but the, the point is, you know, for everyone listening is, you know, my life was spared. I didn't really know why. So I went on another journey to try to find my purpose here on earth. Why am I here? Why was I, why was my life spared? So I went on another long journey. This was a spiritual journey. I went back to the library, read every book on spiritual mm. development, uh, more of like an inner journey. The first journey was an outer journey that, that, you know, really didn't pan out. And so when I went to the inner journey, that's when I started to find my purpose. And then in April, 1997, and then October 1997. So in 1997, I had two epiphanies that really changed my life. And that's why I started my company, successclinic.com, uh, in a 300 square foot basement apartment with uh, less than $800 and a book on HTML. That's all I had. I had no money, <laughs> no sales experience, no marketing. No, you know, there's no such thing as blogging or YouTube or social media or funnels or anything that you know, all that right. stuff you know today. So I literally had to teach myself HTML, put up this ugly website, and I started, you know, I wrote my first book and then I self-published it. This was long before Kindle On Demand or any of that mm. stuff that we have today. But what happened was um, Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup for the Soul actually discovered me. He found my work. He loved it. Sent it to the Chicken Soup publisher. They published my first book, which was called Permission to Succeed back in 1999. So now this year, we're actually celebrating our 25th year of wow. people all around the world. So really, there's not wow. many people in this industry, uh, very few, in fact, who've been doing it as long as I have. And as you mentioned, you know, now we get to work with Hollywood celebrities, uh, seven and eight figure CEOs, uh, uh, professional athletes. And just, you know, experts, coaches, entrepreneurs and helping them make more in just 12 weeks than they made in the past 12 months. So it's really it's really been an amazing journey, uh, Cliff. And, um, you know, it's just very, very privileged and, and humbled to be able to to be able to help people all around the world, over a million people now and in over 120 countries. So it's been it's been quite a journey. Wow. Love it. Uh, what externals did you have uh, dealing with uh, that you were dealing with at the start of your, your journey? Externals meaning what? Well, external could be outside forces that you think were preventing you from fulfilling the dream that you had. 
Well, it was mostly just I didn't know what I was doing. It, it was a total lack of education in terms of how to make money online. Now, back then in 1997, uh, you know, there was there was just nothing. It was the wild, wild west. And I mean, you know, anybody remember being online back then? You remember, you know, the <laughs> you know, so uh, you know, you couldn't put up any. There was no such thing as video, or, or right. you could possibly, but you know, all the speeds were too slow. You could put a you know a picture maybe ten by ten pixels wide. You remember those? Yeah. And so, I mean, it was just it was it was the wild wild west. And I just really, honestly, all that I really had because I had no money, no connections, no marketing skills, no sales experience, no business acumen of any kind. But what I had was really one thing that I'm sure most of the people listening to this program have. And that is a deep burning desire to help people and to make a difference and leave a legacy and just just really have that impact uh, around the world. And that even back then, I did realize the potential and the power of this amazing tool called the Internet and realizing that you can reach people, you know, on the other side of the world just as easily as down the street, which, of course, had never happened before in human history. And in fact, you know, when I was starting out back in the 90s, I would get orders uh, for my book and for my different programs that I was selling back then uh, from countries that I'd never even heard of. And I was like, where, where is this? I've never even heard of that. You know, mm-hmm. that's pretty exciting. You know, when you when you when you get that, when you have people ordering and, and, and believing in you and trusting you, uh, frankly, who you've never met and from places you've never even heard of uh, across the globe. So uh, it is very exciting. And, um, you know, I started out, I was the youngest guy in the room. Now I'm one of the OGs. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, you can see my gray hairs. Well, you can't see them now for those of you listening. But, you know, it's uh, it, like I said, it's been an amazing journey. Uh, that's excellent. You know, Aristotle has a great quote. He says, excellence is never an, ex- an accident. Uh, it is the result of sincere intention, focus, effort, intelligent direction, skillful execution, and the vision to see obstacles as opportunities. When it came to your journey, what roadblocks did you find yourself up against? Um, really just... Um what I, ironically is what I teach my clients now. We really come, it, it comes down to really three basic elements when you look at what is success, whether you're talking about, you know, making money online or successful relationships or being healthy or just being happy and fulfilled. It really comes down to having three basic things. And that is the right plan, the right tools and the right support. So if you think about building your business is like building a house, that's really what it's like. So, uh, you know, the plan for building a house is a blueprint, right? And if you don't have a blueprint, what you're left with is most, and this is what most entrepreneurs are doing nowadays and well, have been for a long time, is they are busy. They get up in the morning and they say, oh my gosh, I got to make money. What do I do? I don't know. Let's get, let's get to work. You know, let's, let's, let's do something. Take massive action. You know, that's what the gurus always say, which is totally wrong. Um, but anyway, you know, let's do, let's, let's do something, right? And so what they're doing is they're busy slapping boards together, hoping a house shows up. Right. But meanwhile, if you don't have a plan, you're going to be in big trouble, right? So when you have the right plan, then you can just simply execute on that plan every day. So that's the first element. The second element is the right tools, right? Now, back then, as I told you, you know, the tools were very rudimentary. So I was basically trying to build my house with a rock and two nails. I mean, it was, it was like the caveman days, you know, it was was like, what the heck is this? You know? So now of course the beauty is we have so many more tools than we had back when I started. And, um, you know, the tools are, are 
I mean, a billion times easier. You know, you, you don't need to know HTML. You don't even need to know what the heck that is. Right. Uh, and, you know, re- let alone teach yourself HTML, which was a nightmare. But, you know, really all the tools that we have today are really, uh, really amazing. Uh, in fact, that's honestly one of the big problems, actually, is a lot of people feel very overwhelmed, like by all the tools that are out there. I mean, there's a, tens of thousands. I mean, and you're like a lot of people, you know, when they hire me to coach them, they say, well, where do I start? You know, there's so many things I'm, I, they're suffering from information overload. And so that can be just as bad. Having too much information can be just as bad as having not enough information. So we really help people cut through the clutter. That's another way we're able to help. We're able to help people make more in 12 weeks than they made in the last 12 months because just cutting through that clutter, getting rid of that information overload is a huge load off your back. And then, and then the third element is having the right support. You know, you really have to have someone in your corner believing in you. It's kind of like the Rocky movies. You know, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're a movie fan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, remember, uh, in like uh, my favorite is Rocky three, you know, when, uh, when first he had Rocky had, uh, his, his trainer, his longtime trainer, Mickey, and he died. And then Apollo Creed ended up training him and, Basically, Apollo said, listen, uh, try getting your face out of the way, right? When the guy's <laughs> punching you, try moving your face. And he's right. like, what? <laughs> and that's the thing. Most entrepreneurs are getting punched in the face every day, you know? And it's like they don't even realize it. And they don't realize that you don't have to get punched in the face every day, right. you know, in order to succeed. So basically what I do is I go, okay, when he's swinging at you, try backing up. Like, go like that, you know? Like, Phew. Oh, really? I don't have to get punched in the face. Yeah, it's kind of easier when you don't get punched in the face every day. You know? it's, a pretty, it's a wild concept. So really just having that support from, you know, from an objective third party, you know, that coach, that mentor, that's not just believing in you, but helping you really have the right plan and the right tools and then giving you the right support. That really is. So, I mean, you know, I didn't have any of those when I started. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a plan. I certainly didn't have the tools that we have today because, of course, they didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And I definitely didn't have the right support. I didn't have any support at all. It was just really getting having that um you know that deep burning desire to help people to make a difference but you know really that's not enough as as good as that is it's good it's a good start but no that's not enough uh to really have success long term Mm. well one quote by nelson mandela he said it always seems impossible until it's done when we look at your journey, there's definitely so much that you have done. But that segment, I want to just kind of just whet the appetite for our listeners. The very next section of this uh, this interview that we're doing here is what I consider to be your niche. And for me, the niche falls into five different categories. It's your passions. Uh, what do you uh, what ignites you? Uh, your what what do you do that the the second one is what do you do that feels purposeful? These are the things that that when you do them, you feel like you know I was made for this moment. Uh, your patterns are what you do naturally well proficiencies of what you learn to do well over time and then problem solving is pretty much self-explanatory what do people come to you to solve in a unique way so if we go back up to the top what do you find to be your passions in your journey what has been your passions well i am very passionate about personal growth and human motivation i've been studying that since i was a little kid you know and i, I explained the reason why because i hated being poor <laughs> that's yeah. why and i was like uh you know growing up Growing up poor in a rich neighborhood gave me a very unique perspective on this, you know, phenomenon called wealth, money, abundance. And, um, you know, being that outsider in, in that world was very, um, I, I really didn't like it, you know, and I didn't understand or know how to break into that, that world of, of wealth, you know, and, and just really growing up with all of, you know, my, kids you know that i was growing up with and they came from very wealthy families and my family was very not wealthy you know they were Mm -hmm. poor and so you know really having that passion i think really just stemmed from that frustration of why the heck 
do some people have, you know, all this wealth and abundance and then so many people don't. And it wasn't, I found out over time, it wasn't about working harder, you know, because my parents both worked very hard and yet they never were successful. So I, you know, you hear all the time in school, well, work hard and and then you'll succeed and you'll be very successful. I'm like, no, nope, that's the lie. No, mm-hmm. that's not true at all. Yeah. Hard work has, I'm not saying you shouldn't work hard. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's not the point that is not even the really the missing piece because lots and lots of people work really hard my father's a great example of that he works hard harder than anybody i know he still does i mean you know at his age he's still working hard and you know he he really just didn't put all these things together uh so you know he's he's doing okay but he never really became the success that he wanted to be and could have been and you know that's another thing that that drives i think a lot of us is is wanting to do better you know than than a generations before us you know so that was really my driving force was to say yeah i don't like being poor don't like it at all there's nothing good about it you know we hear oh it's more spiritual to be poor Mm -hmm. you know and it's like no i've been i've been rich and i've been poor and poor sucks there's nothing good about it (laughs) nothing absolutely nothing good about it and and the other point is that you know you see well poor people are, are good and rich people are bad it's like that's no no there's plenty of really good rich people there's plenty of plenty plenty bad poor people right there's nothing to do with it there's literally nothing to do with it but see we hear a lot of these things out there just you know what Jung called the collective unconscious you know and it's uh, you know a lot of these what I call head trash about money that's why I've written all these books about how to take out your head trash about right. money you know and that's what you mentioned that you know our your listeners can get that book for free at sendmeabooknoah.com but helping people to take out that head trash that's really holding millions and millions of people back from the wealth, the abundance, the success that they're very capable of. Mm. Well, it sounds like you kind of, you know, dovetailed and answer a part of the second question, which is, you know, what do you do that feels purposeful? What do you do that when you do it, you feel like I was made for this moment? Right, exactly. And that is that, right? Helping people take out their head trash about money. <laughs> you know, when you go when you go to our website, when you go to successclinic.com, you'll just see so many stories. I mean, mm. we call it the wall of fame because there's just literally dozens and dozens, hundreds of stories of people that we've helped to, you know, for example, go from $60,000 in debt to a six-figure income, going from... $5,000 a month to $75,000 a month, going from $4 million in sales to $20 million in sales. I mean, just uh, really, really incredible stories uh, from all across the spectrum. You know, I've, it's so funny because, you know, when I speak at events, when I'm doing keynote speeches or private workshops for clients, I have people say to me, Noah, you know, I'm stuck. I'm only making $40,000 a year. I've had other people say, no, I'm totally stuck. I'm only making $400,000 a year. I've had other people say, no, I'm totally stuck. I'm only making $4 million a year, you know? So it doesn't really matter how much you're making or how much you're not making it really is that question of you know do you have your foot on the brake as i call it i call it you know many many people are driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake Mm -hmm. so that's what i was made for is helping people to identify why they're holding themselves back and then giving them that plan as i said a moment ago the right plan the right tools and right support so they can stop stopping themselves from the level of success they're capable of Mm. Uh, what patterns do you have what do you do naturally well I'm a very disciplined person, um, and I've noticed <laughs> over the last 25 years of coaching people that that is very rare, mm-hmm. uh, which I just t- I take it for granted. Um, you know, I was a straight A student in school. I skipped eighth grade. I had full scholarships to college. And it's so funny that I just said that because so many times you hear entrepreneurs say, well, I wasn't a very good student in school. I was a, B, a D student, C student, D student. And I always say to them, you were very smart to get C's in school. I was dumb to get A's <laughs> because <laughs> you know, what you see in life is that A students end up 
working for a C student, <laughs> which is hilarious. And why is that? Well, because in school, they teach you a bunch of stuff you never need to know. But see, I was a good, you know, the three R's in, in, uh, in school, the three R's, right? They call them reading, writing, and arithmetic. Well, yeah, I yeah. say it's read, recite, and regurgitate. That, yeah. That's really what the three R's are because I was just a good regurgitator. I would, I would take what the teacher said and give it back to him and I get straight A's. Well, you right. get out there in the real world, that doesn't help you at all. It's like, right. in fact, it's actually bad. It's really like, oh, shoot, because they're always telling you anything. <laughs> they don't tell you anything, or if they do, they're probably lying. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's why C students, you know, uh, and that's why most entrepreneurs, you hear that that very story. You very rarely hear stories like mine. Oh, I was a really good student in school. You mostly hear, oh, I wasn't a very good student. And I'm like, yeah, you were smart. <laughs> like, you're probably doing other things rather than what the teachers told you. Right. You know, so it's 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 tough because they really don't. They don't teach you what what. Uh, sadly, they don't teach you what you really need to know out in the yeah. real world. And you know, I didn't learn that till much too late in life, or later <laughs> than I would have liked. Let's just say. <laughs> uh, what, what are your proficiencies? What have you learned to do well over time? Well, I, uh, I mean, what I really enjoy doing and what I am very good at is coaching people, you know, really uh, being uh, what I call a loving mirror to them, believing in them before they believe in themselves. You know, that's part of what I've been teaching for the last 25 years is what I call the power habits of unconsciously successful people. And what that means is very simply, highly successful people are doing things unconsciously that they don't even know they're doing. So what I did, being the nerdiest nerd, I actually, I basically um, took, looked at them, analyzed them at the subatomic level, and I said, oh, they're doing this, they don't even know they're doing it. That's why the gurus say things that don't actually help anybody, because they're not saying something that's wrong, but they're also not saying anything helpful. And so what I do is I fill in the missing piece, that's what actually many of my clients have told me over the years, is that, oh my gosh, I wish I would have heard this, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, it would have helped me a lot sooner. So that's what I'm very proficient at, is coaching and seeing what people don't see and then being able to show them and give them the right plan, the right tools and the right support so that they're able to get these really remarkable results. And also in my books and in my online programs, you know, that we have on our website. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very good at that. I really enjoy it. And I think for everyone listening, you know, what does this mean for you is that, you know, as, as Clifton is saying, you know, find what you love and are really great at and then see how you can build your business around that. And then, um, that's when life becomes really a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so the last question that I have for you in this segment is problem solving. What challenges do people come to you to solve? Well, it's at what I said a moment ago, which is I, I could just call it being stuck, <clears throat> you know, and, and as I also call it, driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake. And so what, what that means is everybody wants something, right? Uh, you know, like whenever we have New Year's resolutions, right? Every uh, 78% of Americans resolve to change one or more bad habit uh, every year, but only 8% actually succeed in doing that. And why is that? Well, they don't have the right plan. They don't know what to do. They don't have the right tools. They don't know how to do it. And they don't have the right support. They don't have the right people in their corner believing in them. That's the main reason people don't do that. And so, you know, the problems that I solve is that is literally saying, Noah, you know, how come I'm working so hard? And I'm not where I want to be. You know, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm not, you know, doing terrible, but I'm, I, I'm really, I've reached this plateau and I've, you know, 
tried, tried all these other different gurus, tried all these different self-help programs, and they basically all say the same thing. And I go, yep, they do say the same thing. You know, set your goals and think positive. And I'm like, okay, it's not wrong, but it also doesn't really help. And so that's where I come in is, you know, I fill in the gaps. And so that's why, you, again, we go back to our wall of fame and you just see these incredible stories. And they're all just real people, real people, real stories who in many cases, tried everything else out there. And yet they had still just reached that plateau. So, you know, after working with me and after using my formulas, my, my form, you know, my formulas, my systems, my strategies, you know, they were able to really get incredible results. So those are the problems that we solve for people. Love it. I want to bring us into our last segment that we have here, which is the secrets. And I, and I'm very interested in the secrets that you have to share. We're just going to, you know, uncover a couple of them. But right before we get to that, Muhammad Ali actually says a man who views the world at 50, the same as he did at 20 wasted 30 years. (laughs) And so, you know, uh, one thing that I want to, the first question I want to ask you about in the secrets section is if you were to speak to your younger self, this is before all of the success. This is when you were uh, living on a dirt road, right? Uh, What secrets would you share with your younger self to help accelerate them or you at that moment in time to where you are today? One of the biggest lessons that I have learned uh, over these many years of, of, you know, writing all these books and coaching people is that you have to get to the point where you do trust yourself. And that is much easier said than done, at least for most of us. For me, it was. And so one of the reasons why, you know, for the first 10 years of my business, when I started in 1997 to 2007, I never broke six figures because, you know, in a year, because I was listening to a lot of bad advice and I was following other people who I thought, you know, were smarter than me, were better than me, knew more than me. And maybe they did even, but, you know, they certainly couldn't teach their way out of a paper bag Mm. and they, you know, didn't help me at all. In fact, they, what happened was when I started, I told you I started in a 300 square foot uh, basement apartment in 1997. Well, after 10 years of hard work in 2007, I ended up $40,000 in debt working out of my parents' basement. So I literally went from basement number one to basement number two, 10 years later. And it's like, that would be, you know, saying to my younger self, I think a big reason that that happened is because I didn't trust myself. And I was listening to all these other people getting a lot of really terrible advice uh, from, you know, people who didn't know what the heck they were talking about. But I thought everyone was smarter than me. And so finally, in, in 2007, I finally said, okay, I need to trust me. I'm, I'm not, cause a lot of people would have given up at that point. It's like, no, 10 years, you know, and, and you went from basement one to basement two and, you know, from nothing to less than nothing, right. you know, maybe it's time to give up. Maybe it's time to do something else. Yeah. But I, I knew I couldn't quit and wouldn't quit. And so the point is that, you know, that's what I would say to my younger self is trust yourself. Don't listen to all those idiots out mm-hmm. there that, you know, just have all those shiny objects, but, um, really can't teach their way out of a paper bag. Love it. I, I, you you made reference a little bit earlier, and I appreciate you sharing that. Some of the books that you were referencing, one of which was, I believe, Napoleon Hill, you mentioned. But in his book, he has a, another great quote that says, success requires no apology. Failure permits no alibis. And so when we look at the very next question that I want to ask you is, uh, what secret is a necessary component to getting started and staying committed? Well, I really think my affirmations method is one of the most uh, important 
things that I've ever discovered. Um, and many, many people, actually over a million people around the world now have been using my affirmations method for the last uh, 25 years. Right. Uh, and many, many people have said it's the missing piece in self-help. So affirmations um, is not, I'm not saying the r- word wrong for everybody listening. It's, mm. we all know what an affirmation is. Mm. Uh, that's what all the gurus have been teaching us for decades, which are positive statements that we're supposed to believe. And so, you know, one of the things that I like to do when I'm doing my keynote speeches or private workshops for clients is I like to have everyone stand up in the audience and say, and I say, all right, we're going to say a traditional affirmation like they taught us. Everybody say, I am rich. Everybody goes, I am rich. And you know what happens next? Everyone starts laughing. I go, <laughs> what are you laughing at? And they say, well, I'm not rich. I said, but you just said you were. And, I, and they go, yeah, but I don't believe it. See, now that's the problem with the traditional method, right? The, yeah. the old way is basically trying to convince yourself of something you don't believe. Mm-hmm. And they taught us, well, just, you know, say it over and over again, and maybe someday you'll believe it. Now, for some people that worked, but for millions of us, it didn't work at all. So what I invented back in April 1997 was this method called the Affirmations Method, A-F-F-O-R. M-A-T-I-O-N-S. You can Google that, Affirmations, or just go to Affirmations.com. Again, it's A-F-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S, Affirmations.com. And so what the Affirmations method is, uh, is the method that I discovered back in April 1997, which is using empowering questions rather than statements. So a statement is something like, I am rich, I'm happy, I'm successful. And your brain goes, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not. Right? Mm. And so with my affirmations method, it's using the embedded presupposition factor of the brain, which is uh, the term that psychologists use to say that when you ask a question, your brain searches for the answer. So instead of saying, I am happy, you would say, why am I so happy? Instead of saying, I am rich, you would say, why am I so rich? Instead of saying, I'm successful, you say, why am I always in the right place at the right time? Now, just that's a very, very quick and basic overview of my affirmations method. Again, you can learn more at affirmations.com. But basically, that is it. It's taking the embedded presupposition factor of the brain and using it because the irony of that, Clifton, and for everyone listening, is that everybody listening to this program, in fact, every human being on this planet is already using my affirmations method without knowing it. That's the problem is they do. Number one, most people don't know they're using affirmations. And number two, most people are using affirmations in a very disempowering way. In fact, what they're doing is asking disempowering questions like, why am I so stupid? Why isn't my business growing? Why am I making, why aren't I making the money I should be making? Why aren't I, uh, you know, seeing the success that I want? When you ask lousy questions, what do you get? You get lousy answers, right? right? right. And that creates a lousy life. So that's a very brief overview of my affirmations method. But affirmations are the foundation of everything that I've been teaching and what we call now the foundation of the power habit system, the power habits of unconsciously successful people. And that's one of the main reasons why my clients make more in 12 weeks than they made in the past 12 months, because just literally changing that one thing can, in fact, change your entire life. Mm. What level what level of intensity does one need to have, in your opinion, to achieve their dream? Well, you know, listen, the gurus always say take massive action. And I think that's idiotic um, because, <laughs> listen, OK, so here, here here's how to take massive action. Get in your car, drive around the block at 100 miles an hour and then come home now. What did that do? You did nothing, right? You're, most entrepreneurs or people even are driving around in circles all day. As I said earlier, they're slapping boards together. Hey, I'm taking massive action. Uh, where's my house, right? It's like, well, you don't know. If you have the right plan, the right tools and the right support, you just need to take correct action. You wow. need to take concerted action. You need to right, take focused right. action. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I'd rather just relax. You know, 
life is stressful enough. Business is stressful enough. Like I was talking about Rocky. I mean, some, we get sometimes it feels like getting punched in the face every day, you know, and that's, that's enough already, you know? So, um, listen, you know, I, I would rather just be happy and relaxed rather than stressed out. And, and even my good friend Gary V says that he says, listen, I'd rather be smiling in my Toyota than crying in my Ferrari. You know, mm. and I totally agree with that. You know, what what's the point? And every one of us has to answer that question for ourselves. You know, I'm not saying what success should mean for anyone else. I'm just saying that, you know, Stephen Covey, who was, uh, you know, the author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he was my my de facto mentor, my really my inspiration for getting this business. And he talked about all the time, is your ladder of success leaning against the wrong wall? Mm. For millions and millions of people, that really is true. They're just, they're climbing and climbing and climbing. And why? For what? So one of the big reasons, yeah. not only ironically, even though, yes, I help people make a lot of money, I mean, billions of dollars, but the money is part of success, but not the only part of success. Is yeah. it important? Of course it is, right? If you want to live on this planet, last time I checked, you need the thing called money, mm. right? But what else, what are you sacrificing to get the thing called money? If you're sacrificing your health, if you're sac- sacrificing your relationships, if you're sacrificing your well-being, is it really worth it? You know, there's an old saying that the person who has their health has many problems, but the person who doesn't have health has only one problem. And so that's what I want people to realize is, of course, money is important, but, you know, <laughs> I would rather go about it in a much more relaxed fashion instead of taking trying to take massive action, which doesn't really mean anything. Just take focused action and then just relax and have fun with it. Mm. Love it. Last two questions that I have for you. What the first one, the last two is what action items would you give to the community to say that this is a must have and you need to take correct action in this direction? Well, I, I mean, one of the most important things is really uh, discover, learn my affirmations method. I, I've yeah. never seen anything more powerful to change your beliefs, change your habits and change your results and therefore change your life. Um, you know, using my affirmations method is, I mean, 80% of people, when they find me, they say, no, you know, I heard about you uh, from affirmations or a friend told me about your affirmations method. So, um, and, you know, not only, by the way, just not just for entrepreneurs or people in business, but it's also for, you know, teenagers, kids love affirmations. It's for working moms, you know, busy parents, uh, but it's really for anybody, uh, anybody who has a brain, <laughs> basically, <laughs> because as I mentioned a moment ago, everyone's already using my affirmations method. They just don't know it. And you're doing it in the wrong way. So when yeah. you learn how to do it the right way, you can literally, literally change your life in less than five minutes a day. It's incredibly powerful and stunningly simple. Wow. Uh, how do you know when it's time to change course versus staying focused on your goal? That all comes back to your purpose, what I call your why to. All right. So when I told you earlier, you know, I yes. started in basement one in 1997, 10 right. years later, basement two, you know, right. I had nothing and then went to less than nothing. <laughs> and a lot of people would have said, no, I think it's time to hang him up, you know, and I, I, I knew I couldn't. I knew I just could not do that because I had a purpose, because I knew that I had a message that millions and millions of people needed to hear. Now, is that arrogant? Who knows? I mean, or is it just believing yourself? I don't know. I mean, I'm not the arbiter on that, but I just knew that I had to keep going no matter what. And ironically, that's when I actually decided to hire my first business coach. Because prior to that, as I told you, I was listening to all this really, really bad advice from just these fake people. And so at that time, I decided to get to hire my first real business coach and he was very expensive and I couldn't afford it. Right. That's what my head trash said. Oh, you can't afford it. You don't have the money, but guess what? I found the money. And so this is really 
the message that I have for people today is when you find your why, you find the way. When you mm. find your why, you find the way. And so if you don't have your why to, what I call your why to, uh, meaning, you know, what is my purpose? What, what am I here to do? What is my message? And why am I here to deliver that message? If you don't find your why, you will quit. You will give up when things get tough. And when do things get tough? All the time, right? They are always tough. When right. aren't they tough? I mean, hello, right. have you been around the last couple of years? So, you know, um, but really, you know, the last couple of years have been some of the best years that we've had in our business. Why is yeah. that? Because we were able to pivot. Why is that? Because we have our why too. So mm. everything stems, the way that I see it anyway, the way everything stems from your why too. And if you don't have your why too, you will quit. You will give up when things get tough and they always get tough. So when you find your why, you'll find the way. And that is what will keep you going through those tough times. Man, I love it. Um, and, and I know people who are listening right now are just waiting, uh, waiting to hear how they can get in contact with you. So how would they best do that? Yeah, absolutely. So our main website is noahstjohn.com. That's my name, N-O-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N.com, noahstjohn.com. And uh, you can get my new book for free. It's called Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money at sendmeabooknoah.com. Very easy to remember. Sendmeabooknoah.com. <laughs> I will do that. I'll send you a book. So the book is free. We covered the cost of the book. So we just ask you to cover the shipping at sendmeabooknoah.com. And by the way, if you want to book me to speak at your event, just go to booknoah.com. Also easy to remember. Who should we book? Booknoah.com. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> I just want to put you in my pocket, man, and pull you out anytime I feel uh, like that. <laughs> thank you. Hey, well, you can do that. Go to Amazon. I'm, I'm audible, too. I mean, you can just listen to me all day long. A lot of people tell me they do that, which is sweet. Very, very nice. That's awesome. You know, and thank so for, for the Nishpada community, uh, definitely a treat having uh, Dr. Noah St. John on today. Uh, but for those who want to get in contact with us on the Nishpada um, podcast or the Nishpada framework and learn more about that, you can go, you can go to uh, www www.dreamoctane.org that's www.dreamoctane.org and you know uh, for those who've listened or if you're listening to for the very first time we believe that if innovative change is an engine your unique dream and ability could be its fuel we thank you for tuning in today and we thank again dr noah st john for being part of this program and man I, I i look forward to uh to hearing more about the success that you have and staying in contact with you thank you so much for it was a privilege having you on my pleasure. Thanks so much for the Nish Friday community. And we look forward to sharing the very next guest on the next episode uh, to help you on your journey towards success. Thanks again.